The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, friend, compadre, Goomba, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What the fuck is up? I'm sitting pretty in my air-conditioned room now. Sitting pretty. Yeah. Loving life. Sipping on a cold Big Rip beer, and I want to thank Tim Lyons... Yes. The Casey Bastard podcast for putting together a little ad for us. Damn, Skippy. We sound all fucking professional now. Like I know. I know. People are going to be like, what the fuck? What happened? <laughs> 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 no, it's still just us, guys. <laughs> yeah. You can't polish a turd. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good shit. What's new, man? Oh, other than the air conditioner fixed in the house, yeah. which is nice. Um, like I posted on Facebook that I've always kind of considered myself a manly man, but <laughs> a couple of days without AC sucks. <laughs> you said fuck. I could handle it um, if I wanted to, like go out in the woods or whatever, but sitting in my house, it's just yeah. not fun. That's one place that you want to be comfy, you know? Yeah. It's just in your house, in your castle. Huh? So those are listeners out there that are wondering, because I posted this stuff already, uh, promo for this week's show, oh, yeah. uh, being three girls, we had some technical, uh, three girls in the dark, we had some technical difficulties Let me on tell our you, end. It was my end. I uh. So they'll be back in two weeks. Yeah. Um, just Check. ignore the picture. I mean, you can look at the picture if you want. Check them out, but... <laughs> Uh, ignore the date on the pic- in the episode number on the picture because I'm making a new one. It's just going to take me a few seconds here to Hell modify yeah. it, and they'll be on in two weeks from today. That'll be good. That'll be good. But Jesus, man. Technology has not been my friend lately. All right? At all. And they always say, like, when it rains, it pours. Well, it needs to start fucking clearing up real quick. I'm about sick of it. You wanna you wanna hear about something you missed out on? What did I miss? Of mine and invest- oh, yeah. salt mine investigation. That's right. Yeah, how was it? I went down Monday. Took me three hours to get there. Actually four hours with traffic in Kansas City, and then there was places where the highway was closed down to one lane you had to sit, so it took me a while. I met up down there right. with uh, my our mutual friend. Justin Spurrier right. ate at Pizza Ranch, which was uh, we're both honorary sheriffs at Pizza Ranch now because we have stickers. Well, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then after that, we went we went to the mine and went 650 feet underground. We spent seven hours down there, and it felt like just an hour and a half. Literally, I can imagine. time flew by because it was just 
that awesome. It, Damn. it took maybe one break the entire time. The rest of the time, we were zipping around on this golf cart thing with our friend or with Myron, who works there. Nice. Taking us around. We were the only ones down there in oh that part God. of the mine. Of course, the miners were working miles and miles away. Right, uh, right. So, Damn. yeah, I mean, you want to talk about black being black in a black area, not being black in, in a, black a black area. area. So like, like Compton or like what? Like, what are you talking no. about? Not, not like Compton. I've actually experienced it before. I've gone on a tour of a gold mine in the past where they turn off the lights and it's unless you experience it, <laughs> even like being in a dark basement, just, it isn't the same for no. some reason because it's all enveloping darkness. Yeah. They call it, um, you can you if you try to move, you'll probably fall over because it's like spatial oh, something. I can't remember what the term it wow. is, but if you start to move around without turning on a light, you'll probably fall over because you actually kind of your brain flips out, not knowing which direction is which. Oh my god! Um, but it was it was a it's a hell of an experience, and anybody wait. that gets a ticket to that conference. And the investigation is going to have an amazing time. I mean, I tell you, like, I, I cannot wait to go and actually see this place, experience this place for myself, because it sounds absolutely, it sounds just amazing, like beyond words, amazing. So I'm yeah, really it was looking me, forward to it. Justin Myron and Justin brought six large. Hard cases of equipment, seven yeah. hours, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be making a video, and I'm still going through audio. I have one recorder that I left in one spot for four hours. That's my computer has a hard time even processing it. Shit. Well, because I can put it into my program, yeah, and have it pop up. But if I try to zoom in to one area, yeah, good luck. <laughs> my my thing freezes, and if, so what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to cut it down. And then, so yeah, it's a long technical bullshit, but yeah, I mean the, I mean, it's, I want to bring my kids there, my kid there, my wife there, but my wife doesn't want to go because she's claustrophobic and you don't get claustrophobic in there at all, but you think you will. So she's a little freaked out about it, but hell yeah, it's an experience unlike anything you'll ever come across in the paranormal field as well as just I don't, I don't know there's nothing else like it you're literally underneath the aquifer that's only 80 feet underground you're 650 feet underground damn man. they had to drill through it and they, he told me the process of making the shaft that goes down there when they hit the lake they have they had to freeze that area of the lake Wow. Drill down through the ice, Whoa. concrete it up so that it wouldn't fill up the mine. Fuck. That's a process, man. Yeah, but I mean, there's we had spirit boxes, not a single station down there obviously. Well, you don't obviously, have any yeah. interception on your phone, nothing. It, but at the conference, you'll probably be able to connect to their Wi-Fi. But where we were investigating, there was no Wi-Fi. It was away from where the conference room was, so... No access to the Wi-Fi. No access to anything. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, my God. Nobody's going to be able to hear you scream, Koopsick. It'll be great. 
<laughs> well, the 250 other people that'll oh, be there. Oh, yeah, shit, there's that. Which, and oh, actually, my God, I've by the way. i twice, so I think I have a little bit of a leg up on knowing how to get around that place. That's true. You, That's true. You. I got to tell you, man, I'm stoked because I figured out what exactly I'm going to be talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just jonesing about this now. Because it's going to be entirely different than what I speak about at KC. It, oh. That reminds me. I need to talk to you. Or I need you no. sometime outside of the show. I want... <laughs> we need to make a, a little clip of you just like a short couple minute like a minute clip like a promo of you mentioning what you're going to talk about and i need to do it with david and barry as well sweet so myron can have it so sweet yeah we could do it we're kind of rambling on but tonight's topic we decided to tell some stories from military members That's about right. paranormal things that they had happen on duty or off duty but most of these are on duty that i've found which is maybe not cool. like fighting like- area but right but i mean it's kind of cool because this is this is a subject that we have touched on here and there over the past two months now we've been dancing around this subject you know military interactions with the paranormal whether that be a ghost poltergeist whatever ufo it doesn't matter so i want to hear i want to hear what you got there buddy all right, I'll start it out with what could be considered a UFO, but it could also be considered a, like a phantom spook light. Okay. Um, this, and I'm reading his words, remember, sure. for our listeners out there. that I'm not telling this story. I'm just reading this story from the, his words. So this happened at Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana sometime in November. It doesn't give a year. One co-worker said he was checking a site when he spotted a single bright light moving around a farmer's field outside the restricted area. They were in a restricted area. Sure. It started to move towards the site, and he assumed it was hunters with a spotlight. Oh. He got on the loudspeaker of his vehicle right. and gave a warning not to approach the site. Get the fuck back. (laughs) Immediately, the light went from zero to 60 directly at their vehicle. What? The vehicle abruptly turned off. The engine, radio, and headlights all died. What? He managed to scream into his handheld radio, They are going to ram us. Oh my god. As his Alpha departed the vehicle in a hurry... He threw himself flat across the seat for impact, which never happened because the light appeared to stop on a dime just short of striking the vehicle. So it was flying at him and just stopped right next to the vehicle. Screw that. When he sat up, the light was retreating away from them and quickly moved away till it vanished over a hill. The vehicle suddenly came back to life, engine restarting on its own. So and that's it just the, story. the the engine turned over. Yeah, on it its started own. right back up on its own. What the fuck? What is that about? I don't know. I mean, I know it's a fiction, fictitious show, but the, in the X Files, 
I think sure. it's even the first episode. He's driving along the road, and there's a spot where it's marked in the road where he gets out and marks it, actually. Okay. Where this light appears above the car, and sure. everything dies. The radio goes crazy for a second, but everything dies after that, including the car. And then when it goes away, everything starts right back up. What the fuck? I'm going to have to revisit that and check it out. But, yeah, I mean... This is um, a, the uh, a classic tale, I guess you can say, of these kind of encounters where everything electronic dies. Now, I, I don't know if it's it's using the electricity or the energy because it's a combustion engine. It's not electricity. I mean, there's electric things running it, of course. Right. Um, I would think that it's more of a protection for the light to make sure it has the I guess it could perceive us or these guys as a threat so I'm gonna come up real fast and make it so that they can't do anything to me sure. I, I don't know I don't know has anybody out there ever experienced anything that's, like this that's what I want to know thing? that's what I want to know because I would crap myself so I've seen strange I've seen strange lights indoors and outdoors in the woods and I've seen strange lights in the sky but I've never had it that close especially yeah. or to kill my vehicle or anything exactly. else I've had battery drain on investigation Yeah but I mean for something to be coming at you that quick and then literally kill all electric anything I mean that's weird I mean, just kill it dead. And then seemingly disappear of its own accord. And then your shit starts back up again. Like, what? I don't I don't know, man. This is actually kind of a common tale. A lot of abdu- abductees never... that are in their vehicle when they well, get abducted have this story where everything, everything stopped. And then the next thing they knew... Let me ask you a question. At the time was that they were back in their vehicle. Let me ask you a question because, by the way, I've I've now jumped over the the crazy fence, and I am one hundred percent on board with the fact that I'm going to get abducted. Okay, I just I've, it's got to happen at this point. Okay, yeah. and I'm totally cool with it. However, a thought occurred to me while we're filming this goddamn thing. Like you're going to be there too. Yes. So there is a very high probability that it, like, let's just say that alien abduction is going to happen. Let's just say that. All right. There's a high probability that you would then be abducted as well. And most likely, they'll probably pick you over me. They'll pick, why would they pick me <laughs> over just, you? I, I'm just fucking with you. Because my voice is deeper. Because you have, have the, more manly voice. Yeah, because you have the pleasing baritone voice. That's why, okay? Like... <laughs> <laughs> No, what I'm saying is... I am fully accepting to that possibility. It doesn't scare me necessarily. You know what? Eh, fuck it. Not, definitely not nearly as much as you. I've come to terms with it. Sorry, I was taking a drink. I, I've come to terms with it. I should be fine. We'll probably get abducted together. That's hot. <laughs> Alien butt stuff at the same time. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Oh, God. I digress. I'm sorry, my friend. Um, so. <laughs> our story is going to be turned into a porno one day. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Now everybody will know. Yep. <sighs> Making memories, buddy. Making <laughs> memories. <laughs> so I have another story. This right. one uh, comes from the Merchant Marines, actually. It comes from oh. the son of a Merchant Marine. Badass. Um, growing up, my dad was captain for the Merchant Marines. He was hired by a private firm to a, to captain a large shipping vessel. This is where I spent the first five years of my life, going from ship to ship, depending on my father, or depending on where my father was assigned. Once, very vivid, vividly, I remember an overcast day. My father, being the ship's captain, has his own private deck overlooking the ocean, where that's where he was. Wow. It was dusk, and the sun was a magnificent, fiery orange as it was setting. I was watching as all of a sudden three orbs in the formation of an isosceles triangle what? and about 20 yards under the water zip under the ship toward the horizon. They were traveling very, very quickly as they moved through the ocean. The color of the orbs was almost white, but could be best described as a very, very bright blue. Huh. As they passed underneath the ship, the entire vessel shuddered. Very what? slightly, but it did shudder. The whole damn ship? Yeah. I looked up to my dad for reassurance or an explanation, but he just stared at the direction in which the orbs traveled. Try not to freak out in front nothing, of the kid. Or, and said something. <laughs> yeah. Not in front of the kid. Not in front of the kid. Yeah. <laughs> he said something in Italian to the chief engineer. He said he didn't understand Italian, so he couldn't recount what was said, but understood the ominous tone. Now, the story goes on to say that there was only... Uh, uh, the, he was young at the time, and he didn't... After this, he didn't grow up being close to his dad, but when he was an adult, he asked his dad about this. Um, and his dad stated that... It kind of gave him a weird look. <laughs> and, uh, like, well, which time were you talking yeah, about? Yeah, which time? <laughs> and yeah. just walked off. And he asked his mom, and his mom said, yeah, he has hundreds of stories of things just like that. So he probably doesn't remember the exact instance. So... That story right there. Is that is that the end of the story? Because I have Yes. Okay, like what would that suggest to you? Uh well they're, they're called the USO. Okay. An unidentified submerged object? Yes. Okay. But what would that what would that suggest? Well, I don't know, because all he saw was a light. And I, okay. actually, I'm f former friends. It, I, it wasn't a bad thing. We just She was a friend of a friend, and I knew her. But she used to be in the Navy, and she told me a story about a time that she was uh, on deck of whatever ship she was working on for whatever, wherever they were out in the middle of the ocean. I don't remember sure. those details. But she remembers seeing a few times 
and hearing stories from other people as well, but seeing a couple times this light, these lights, big balls of lights coming out of the ocean, going up and like hovering over the ship for a little while, and then just going back into the ocean or flying off. This is my thing. If you are like an alien type race or whatever, and you need to hide, where the fuck would be a better place to hide? Or even to hang out for a while than underneath the damn water. We have no fucking clue what's down there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they they say, and it's just what scientists say, but they say that we know our moon and exactly. even our solar system better than we know the depths of our oceans. Right. Which is ridiculous, by the way. I mean, it's crazy. It's, well, I mean, but we can at the map same time, it. We can map it. We can't. But, we... but at the same time, we can't necessarily. I mean, there's a lot of weird, freaky shit that happens to a body when you're below that far. Correct. Well, yeah. I just watched Sphere and a uh, Sphere the other day. Have you ever seen that? Never. I seen mean, it. I know that that's a movie, but it's, no, I've never seen it. Um, this is actually kind of a time travel. Weird object at the bottom of the ocean that okay. ends up being a future ship of the United States, but well, but yeah, they go into the whole details alert. about traveling <laughs> down there and the scientific stuff that happens to your body when you go down to the bottom of the ocean. Shit, yeah, and yeah, it could f- severely fuck seriously you up. screw with your head. Yes, completely. And if you try to come back up too fast, too fast, then you're, you're fucked dead. even harder. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's ridiculous, man. It's some serious, serious shit. But at the same time, I do honestly feel, and this isn't because, oh, Josh is afraid of aliens or any of that bullshit. This is just strictly because we don't know. Like, you said it perfectly. We know our moon and our solar system better than we know our home. This is like where we fucking live and we don't have a clue. Right? So, it's ridiculous to me why we can't figure our own shit out first and then reach out farther. But again, it's that whole cosmic space race, who's got the bigger dick, who's going to do this first, who's going to do that last, you know, it's bullshit, whatever. I'm off my soapbox, you can talk. That's okay. (laughs) Oh my god. The fuck were we talking about? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, it all it all comes down to money and the way that it's it's expensive to do anything like that to explore right. that type of stuff. Yeah, that yeah, we can we can take it from satellites or sonar and map the bottom of the ocean, but that Which doesn't I mean, tell us done. what's down there. Yeah, exactly. It just tells us the contour. And see that's what I'm interested in is the life that exists at the darkest, deepest, nastiest depths of the ocean. Well, we know that the you know the at least for a little while there, all the Decepticons were down there. That's so. a good point. That's a very good point. Them sons of bitches. <laughs> oh. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf <laughs> beat robot alien ass. <laughs> <laughs> Shia LaBeouf 
Shia LaBeouf. Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. The last thing I saw about him is he was uh, he is so hitchhiking shy. across the country. Oh, is he you doing might that? Man? Possibly run into him to pick him up, but it was some kind of artsy fartsy film he was trying to make. Oh, is he like? Is it like a documentary? I didn't read the story. I just saw a bunch of people share it on Facebook. But oh. yeah, he's. It was. You might be able to pick up Shia LaBeouf on the side of the road, and because he may be hitchhiking for a film. I don't. That's I don't crazy. know the details. Look it up yourself. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I have another story about things coming out of the ocean, though. Hit me. My great uncle served in the Navy during World War II. I am not familiar with many military terms, but if I remember correctly, he was a mechanist or mechanist, a mechanist mate, and served on the USS Missouri. He told me that on several occasions they witnessed flying submarines Shit. that would shoot out of the water and then fly around buzzing the ship before flying off into the night sky. He witnessed them taking off and on one occasion flying back down under the water. He told me that at the time, no one thought they were alien UFOs. Everyone called them Foo Fighters yes. and thought that they were part of a secret Japanese attack force. Exactly. He said that these encounters really hurt crew morale because the Foo Fighters were obviously far more advanced beyond that of the Allies, and many crew members thought they were going to die any day, oh, but the attack never came. Their superior officers eventually ordered them to forget about the incidents. And the war ended in a year, and the uncle was reassigned to a shipyard. But so when yeah, you're ordered they would call to them flying submarines because that's what they saw them as. So when you're ordered to like forget about something, that just basically means you're ordered to just shut up, right? Well, I you're mean, not ever gonna much, forget. At least while you're there, because you're just trying to stay alive. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Crazy stuff, buddy. Wow. I don't know, man. So that's a, uh, yeah. But we don't have to talk about that one too much because we just talked about that instance. But yeah, I mean, obviously this has been going on for a long time because yeah. my friend that was in the Navy, she was in the Navy maybe 2004, 2005. I don't know exactly what year she was in it. But it was recent, and she was seeing this stuff, and people in World War II were seeing these things. Yeah, man. Under the oceans, coming out of the oceans. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to retract what I said about us, like, exploring the depths of the ocean. I'm just going to take it back. <laughs> Say fuck this. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be oceans. I've heard these stories oh, God, with the, like, the Great Lakes. And oh, yeah, Absolutely. Great Lakes, we should do a whole episode just on UFO sightings over the Great Lakes because there? there's yeah. a ton of them. Yeah. But how about we move on to a uh, a ghost story? I like ghost stories. 
Yeah. Yeah. You sounded a little bit like Stewie there. I know, I do that. That that reminds me. I have a phone call. I'll have to play at the end. No way. Uh, Did Stewie call us or was it Herbert? No, no, it wasn't Herbert either, but it just made me think of the phone call. (laughs) And I've had it. I've actually had it for a while now, and I just keep forgetting about it. All right. um, It's actually directed towards you, Josh. That's hot. Um, But, yeah, we'll get to that at the end of the episode. Perfect. Um, On to this ghost story. Yeah. I was stationed in Panama in the early 90s. We were a supply unit, so we went out to the field. So when we went out to the field, we would recon for build-up areas that we could use. There were quite a few abandoned buildings in the jungle near the canal. I assumed they were used during the actual building of the canal and then simply abandoned as construction moved on or was completed. Usually, setting up in an abandoned building was a mixed blessing because bats and other animals liked the buildings too. But usually near buildings, you would also found or you would also find concrete foundations that must have been used for tenting or even parking, and which we would use for the same way. One particular time, we drove out to a location that the map indicated had several buildings. It's always a bit weird to be driving through the jungle and then suddenly come upon a group of buildings sitting in the middle of nowhere. But driving into this particular clearing seemed stranger than usual, although I can't really say why. As our convoy stopped, they had 12 people and 5 Humvees. We all got out of the vehicles and walked off in different directions. The food supply sergeant and his assistant started walking towards a promising concrete slab. The fuel sergeant started towards a group of slabs away from the food. The company supply sergeant started towards a small building that seemed to have a partially collapsed roof, and the platoon sergeant and I walked towards the main building. It was three stories tall and seemed to be some sort of office building. It was not infested, or if it was not infested with bats or other critters, it would make a great housing area for our troops and work area for the company. I was talking things over with my platoon sergeant when we approached the main door. As I walked into the building, I felt a shiver run down my back. The next thing that struck me was how cold it was in the building. This was an abandoned building in the middle of the jungle near the equator, or in, you know, Central America. Sure. It should have been sweltering in there. Yeah. Just as I noticed the cold, I also noticed that my platoon sergeant had not followed me in. Oh. He was standing outside the entrance giving me a weird look. <laughs> Shitting I used, his pants. <laughs> I used the fact that he was still outside to walk out quickly. I said, what's up, Sergeant W? I asked as I stepped out. You didn't hear it? He asked. Hear what? What did you hear? Seriously, sir, you didn't hear it? I didn't hear anything. You didn't hear that voice. What did you hear? And the the platoon sergeant said, 
As you were about to walk in, someone inside said, don't come in, in French. You oh, really what? didn't hear it. And I guess it was loud and clear. Shit. And the platoon sergeant asked him what was inside, and all he had to say was, it's cold. Huh. When we turned and began walking back to the Humvee, the weird thing was we walked back to... Or, the weird thing was as we walked back to our vehicle, the other groups were also walking back to theirs. We all got back in and drove off to the next potential site without saying anything. We never spoke to, spoke about it, and now I wish we had. Did they all hear the same voice the platoon sergeant heard? Did they all hear or see something else? Wow. So, yeah, they wow. without saying anything to the other people exactly. in the other vehicles, they all just went back to their vehicles and left. <laughs> they all said, fuck this. <laughs> I want to know where the hell this place is. No doubt. Damn, man. So what do you think of that story? I love it. I love that shit. Because it makes you, well, exactly like you suggested. Were they all experiencing something and then not saying a word about it? I mean, that just adds more validation for me, you know? People yeah, experiencing absolutely. the exact same thing, but yet not talking about it, not saying a thing about it. That's outstanding. I love ghost stories. Have you, um, have you ever been in a room, a building that should be hot, but it wasn't? That should be hot? Yeah. Or ex- I know um, that you've experienced rooms seem to be cold or cooling yes, down. Yes, I've experienced that. Um, you might hear fuck? a couple of noise. I'm just I'm like, what is that? <laughs> okay. Sorry, my no, microphone fine. moved and I was putting it back where it was and the no. connection moved a little bit, so. I guess, yeah, I've experienced I'll, I'll put it this way, yes. Like being in the upper level of a house or whatever that you know, reportedly has activity going on or whatever. And the upstairs of the house is hot as fuck, you know. Um, and yet you're walking around in one room or two rooms or whatever are insanely cold. Like a significant drop in temperature, like 30 degrees worth of a difference in temperature. That's fairly significant and you would be able to tell that instantly. You now, know, are you talking about your own house right now? I am talking about, well, my haunted house, Malvern. Well, your house is haunted as well. My so. house is jacked, but, I mean, I can handle these ghosts. You know, these ghosts leave me alone. Not all the time. We know that from the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're more playful here, you know. Malvern, they're playful, but in a very creeptastic way. So let me ask you, Yeah. what is your theory, your personal theory on yeah. why a room would get cold like that? In all honesty, <clears throat> I can't... Okay. This is exactly what I'll be talking about. Like, this is one of the things that I will be discussing, just to let you know, at Paracon. Okay. Oh, okay. This is one thing that I will be discussing in great detail. Not only why and how the temperature could and does change 
and fluctuate and things like that and why that might relate and most likely would relate to spirit activity. Not only that, but I also want to get into what might actually compose a ghost. What actually might... What I, I don't even know how to fucking say it. What might make up a ghost? What a ghost I, actually no, could I know be. what makes up a ghost. What would that be? Ectoplasm. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but no, as far as a room dropping temperature, I think that a spirit, entity, whatever the fuck you want to call it, would need to draw energy in order to manifest, in order to physically manipulate the atmosphere and surrounding environment, they would have to draw from an energy source. Whatever that energy source may be, whether it be electrical or the atmosphere around a room, like heat, uh, I believe strongly that they would have to draw from that in order to physically manipulate something. I would say that's probably the now that best is, possibility. Yeah. Now, I mean, that is obviously insane broad strokes. But yeah. Ultimately, that's what I believe. There's a lot more where that came from. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so if anybody out there wants to hear his detailed analysis. I might put you, sure the fuck you come to, sleep. to one of the cons. You fuckers, you might learn something. It'll be ridiculous. I might drop some knowledge. <laughs> I'm going to try to drop knowledge. I'm going to try to organize my thoughts enough to drop knowledge. We'll see. We'll see if it works. Well, you want to hear about another possible alien thing? Always. This is either alien or it's something in the military that these military members didn't know about. How is that possible? <laughs> well, it's definitely possible because, I mean... Because of rank? Even the... Well, Clearance? That, like, the people on the ground, if they're, like... This story here in particular, these... But I don't understand that. Because the soldier rank- is a... He's a... Um, he's in a tower overlooking an area. And okay. that's what he does. He guards this area. Oh, okay, okay. So they uh, uh, they pick up on something that a piece of equipment picks up on. They can't see it with their own eyes. Maybe they weren't told about it because they didn't need to know about it. Sure. Um, I don't know. Here, I'll go into the story, and you can you can we can talk about it after that. So, I was a TC in a scout platoon in Anbar Province, just south of Ramadi, Iraq. Ran route security and HKT missions. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe somebody out there will let us know, hopefully. My wife would tell you right now. Yeah. Maybe she's not here. <laughs> Along route Michigan, Long Island, and Boston. Now, maybe, yeah, but they call these different routes by city names. That would make sense. Or, or island names. I don't know. Uh, anyways. You called it well, HKT? Yeah, just my, I gotta adjust my mic. It keeps moving on me. I don't know, that's weird. 
Anyways, HKT uh, ran what? route security and HKT missions along Route Michigan, Long Island, and Boston. Okay, that's what those routes were called. So, anyways, okay. while posted up in our hide along one of the MSRs at night, my gunner informed me he was seeing some weird shit. Through the LRSSS, that stands for Long Range Scout Surveillance System. Everything is what an it is is a big. They have it Every- under a big ass thermal optic that can see for miles. Okay, everything's an acronym. Yeah. I find it amusing. Go ahead. So he shows me what he's seeing, and I shit you not, an old time cigar shaped object was showing up just a mile from them weird Uh, thing is it was showing up as super cold in the thermal we could not see anything through our night vision even the night optic scope on the m24 sniper rifle couldn't detect this thing so it was basically invisible to the naked eye i told him to laser range find it with the lrsss and he confirmed it was like 1,600 meters away from us up in the sky. So Shit. it was a legitimate hard surface that this LRSSS found capable of reflecting the laser. Wow. As soon as he did that, he said it disappeared off thermals a few seconds after it was laced. Nobody wow. took a nap that night is what he said. <laughs> So, yeah, they detected this thing, and as soon as they started trying to figure out what it was, the thing in the sky knew that it was detected and either took off or turned off whatever it was able to be detected. It says, fuck you, I'm out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Which would suggest a very high level of intelligence. Yes. Or, I mean, it's... It's obviously definitely not anything they were supposed to be looking for. No. I would say not. Man. Just crazy stuff, buddy. I need to get one of those LRSSSs. I need to get me one of them. I wonder how much. I'm going to look on eBay real quick. Hold on. Put Play a little Jeopardy music. You know what's funny, though? No, wait. There. Just wait. Just wait. Because... I literally, because I told you my wife is gone right now, right? So I text her. I'm like, what the fuck is an HKT mission? You know? Mm-hmm. And she, she just texted me back. And she just goes, huh? <laughs> Happy killing terrorists? Question mark. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Great, great, great. My goodness. I don't know. I, I have no I've, idea. I've I tried to then. I tried I, I tried to Google it. It didn't happen I, for me, so I Googled it and it does have that. It says yeah, it's the, Hong, I see Hong Kong tramways. Trans- I saw that too. I don't uh, think it it's anything like to do with Hong Kong. It doesn't look like anybody explains what it is anywhere. No. It's just another acronym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I gotta... So I have one more story, and it's about hear... a UFO as well. You know, there are a lot 
of UFO stories related to the military. You know, and that yeah, was one thing, though. That was an equal number. That was one thing that I wanted to bring up, stories. though. You know, pertaining to the last story, what what I was saying was, you know, is that even possible? Because you said, could they have been witnessing something that could have been us, but they nece- weren't necessarily supposed to see it? I get it. You know, I get it. However, aren't we on the same fucking side here? You know, like. Especially if some dude is supposed to be watching the sky, don't you think he should be privy to that information? Hey, we're going to be flying some weird shit. You're not going to see us. You may see us, but you don't see us. He wasn't supposed to be watching the sky. He was supposed to be watching these routes that were on the ground. That's a good point. He was fucking off. (laughs) Way to be a fuck up. Fuck up. I came across this other story. I, I didn't keep it, but they talked about how they watched a certain area from a guard tower and but this area was extremely difficult for people to travel through so they would just sleep while they were up there damn just anyways damn. we'll move on to this one this one actually comes from an air force pilot okay and this is somebody else telling his story uh, let me see okay Pilot Robert William or Willingham was an Air Force colonel. He saw a UFO crash near the border with Mexico in 1955 while piloting an F-86 in the Air Force. He was there with three other jets following a B-47 Boeing. They were having a bombing drill flying over El Paso, Texas. Then they received a call from a distant alert that they said that there was a registered UFO on the radar. The UFO was flying over the northwest area of the U.S. and was moving to the south. So this thing was all the way up north in the northwest part and moving to the south, and they were called to try to intercept it. Minutes later, they saw the UFO, and it was an object as bright as a star traveling at the speed of 3,200 kilometers per hour. Then the UFO turned 90 degrees to the southwest and never stopped. While Colonel Wilhelm requested permission to follow the object while it was moving to the border with Mexico, he saw the UFO had already crashed in Mexican territory when he was flying over Launtry, so he went back to the military base of Carswell. After being returned to the base, he requested an airplane to go back there with Jack Perkin and saw the area was surrounded by Mexican military forces while the U.S. until the U.S. forces arrived. Colonel Wilhelm said he not only saw the UFO, but he also saw the crew of the saucer-shaped UFO, and they were not human. What the fuck? And apparently, either this guy had some pull, or they were just more lenient, that you can just go and ask, oh, I want to take this plane back out and go look for this thing on the ground. Uh, In 1955, they may have been able to do that. Um, But yeah, this was... Um, just after Roswell and he saw right. a crash saucer in Mexico with the bodies laying outside of the saucer holy shit 
The fucking oh my god. The southwest is a hot spot. Be surprised if we need to go down there. Yeah, but let me ask. Why is it that certain regions, in your opinion, certain regions or whatever of the of the world are the hot spots? Like you said, there was hundreds of fucking cases and sightings around like uh, the Great Lakes, correct? Is that what you said? Yes, uh, even like businessmen in their in their high rises there in Chicago oh, or okay. um, uh, what's the other one? Milwaukee would see things out over the lakes over Michigan, Lake Michigan there. Wow. But what is it about these areas that makes them the hot spots? Well, I mean, technically, not technically, but. The Southwest, specifically, even just mostly the West, is just yes. so full of military bases that sure. there's going to be an extra amount of sightings uh, from the ground. Do you think the majority of those sightings, uh, they're just witnessing us in some form Probably. of stealth technology that we've developed? Probably, but this one specifically is interesting because he was military. He was right. one of the people in the sky and probably something that was called a UFO by somebody seeing it on the ground. Sure, man. And he chased something that they didn't uh, know what it was. That's freaking crazy. It's really cool, though. But Roswell happened there in the southwest. Exactly. And, uh, this happened there in... in Tons of other stuff happens down there. Goddamn. I don't know, man. There are vast areas where... And that, that goes for most of the West. Where there are vast areas of the where not a lot of people live. Sure. So you won't have a lot of witnesses to certain things. Um, where two people or multiple people see the same thing. Now, of course, there's some examples that are different, like the Phoenix Lights and right. the, the big triangles that have seen been seen over Phoenix by hundreds of people at the same time. Uh, yeah. Damn. I've been to Phoenix. It's it's fine, but you're talking about hot. It's a different kind of hot. I've been there when it was 124 degrees. What? And it's dry heat, but it's still damn hot you're not sweating but it's like just burning <laughs> i would probably still be sweating just because i'm chubby you know you'll sweat a little bit but it's a different kind of heat you don't have the there's zero hum- humidity, humidity so unlike iowa where it's all humidity yeah. all the fucking time so there you have it, people. There's some stories from the military. And, yeah, military people might not necessarily know everything the, the government does, but there's instances where higher-ups told them not to say anything about it. Or, or to pilots it. that are chasing things that them and the people on the ground don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, those are interesting to me. I especially like, like when you're talking about these craft that are flying around or whatever, and then will make a very rapid and violent, like, 90-degree turn. Yes. That's fascinating to me. Because what fucking does that? Nothing that we know of. Nothing that we know of. Absolutely not. Especially nothing mechanical. 
I mean, you the know. The thing is, is you have to figure out a way for the human body to survive that kind of force. Yeah, that's Which a good point. They may, they may, may very well have. There could be gravity controlling things that you wouldn't even necessarily feel that force. But sure. Um, if anybody just was in there without a certain thing protecting you, your body would just be splat against the wall. <laughs> Pancake. <laughs> Pancake. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's interesting though to to think about technology like that. Because now, think of it this way. You, you, you think of an average human body. And now every body of, like, the stereotypical alien that I've ever seen represented in a show or a, a drawing or whatever, of, like, a stereotypical, let's just say, gray alien. They always seem very frail. Do they not? Like they're skinny, and there's like no. Well, yeah, that's the thought that they they don't have to be buff, physically strong, (laughs) because they've figured out ways that they don't have to exert their bodies to do things. Sure, it's crazy though. It's just because then you start talking about like the G force factor here, right? And yeah. how, you know, it would take us and it would smash us against a fucking wall and make Well, not make only us that, it would puddle. take anything. It, it doesn't matter Literally. what, a gray or, or anything. If you're moving in that direction, the body that's in motion stays in motion. Until. And it takes a turn. The, the ship you're in takes a turn. You're hitting that wall. You're, you're, I mean, there's <laughs> a reason where if you're in a car <laughs> and you head on collision somebody else, you're going out the windshield. Or ramming into something because your body keeps moving, even though it's the car that's traveling. Sure. So yeah, it'd be a uh, hundred times worse at those speeds and in, in in the air. I'm just, I'm trying to imagine the technology, and I cannot do it. I can't do it. I can't fathom it. So I'm just going to say it's bullshit. Aliens are bullshit. There's no such thing. (laughs) (laughs) They very well could be, but... um, I don't know. You'll feel like you were abducted whether you are abducted or not. Why do you say shit like this? Why do you say... (laughs) Why do you go and ruin shit after I've already come to terms with it? I'm not ruining anything. I'm stating stuff that may happen. You're fucking ruining it for me. I, I have to keep you in suspense. Why do people do this to me? But I will say that there are things in motion that you don't know about. Uh, is Eric a part of this? Eric? Oh, Innsbrenner? Yeah. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> He's scaring me a little bit here. <laughs> uh what about Glidden? Yeah. Is Glidden a part of this? Not yet. But we are. We're you and I. Is Rick Rose a part of this? Um, no. Fuck. I'm not gonna tell you. Is Spurrier a part of this? No. You have nothing. You got nothing right now, then. 
I'm not going to tell you who's a part of it. I'm going to get it out of him. I'm calling Rick right after we hang up. <laughs> Good luck. He's recording a show right now. That's fine. I'm going to crash it. <laughs> I'm going to crash ramblings of a maniac. They're not recording now. It's 10 o'clock. They start at 9.30. Shit. They're still recording. At least that's what they usually do. I don't know if they are. Okay. Damn it. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Yeah. I really hope, I really hope, like, if it's Friday morning and you're listening to this, I, I, I think some, I don't know, some good vibes happened because... If the shit keeps going down the way it's been going down, the the show's never going to air. Because like, my computer just sucks. Or something's going on. I don't know. It's been a, just a crazy, crazy week so far with the technology stuff on my part. So hopefully we're past it. I've done a few paranormal. trial runs here. What's that, buddy? It's a paranormal. I don't know if it's paranormal. I think it's just operator error, honestly. I think that's what it is. We still have some bumper stickers available. Hell yeah. Uh, we're going to have a lot more stuff oh my available God, yeah. very soon. A lot of stuff. Oh, God. I'm so excited Should about this. Should be within a couple, uh, within two weeks, hopefully, at the very longest. We will have a fully integrated store on our website. Yes. Yes. Which will be a lot of fun. Can you tell them some of the things that uh, could be on there, though? Uh, various different T-shirts. Sure. Um, we're thinking some uh, external speakers. What else? With our logo on there. There's also um, the possibility of ectoplasm condoms. There is that possibility. I'm yes. dead serious. Uh, I'm very excited about this because I'm going to buy, like, all the condoms. <laughs> and I'm going to pass them out. Uh, we'll have we'll have all kinds, hundreds of... Of different items, hundreds of different. We have tens condoms. of thousands of items to choose from, so we'll have hundreds of different items. I'm excited. Yeah, like this is a huge step for us. You know what I mean? This is groundbreaking. Yeah, this is next level shit right here. <laughs> it's like not only we got condoms, we got koozies with the condoms. Yeah, we will probably See? have koozies and. I can't say exactly what we're going to have and what we're not going to have 100% sure yet, but we will have hundreds of items to choose from with our logo on them. I'm stoked, buddy. I'm super stoked. Yeah. I am. Proud of you. God damn it. <laughs> I make things happen. You do. Fucking playmaker over here. Swear to God. I'm too busy chasing my own God blessed ass. Rate and review us on <laughs> iTunes. There's a prime example right there. <laughs> oh my God. I am going to be working on the premium. I don't know if we're going to call it premium membership or what we're going to call it yet, but we're going to have a, a part of the website and special shows for people that are quote unquote premium ectoplasm members. I'm trying to think of a witty name for them. You know what I mean? We'll figure it out. It's been haunting me. 
They've been haunting my dreams lately. I need to figure this out. If anybody out there wants to probe Josh... Yeah, sign up. You can... Um, Just message us. Yeah, message me, not Josh, because he won't talk to you. That's um, not true. About probing? Depends you on who's doing... Hey, depends on who's doing the probing, buddy. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Goodness. Goodness. What, are you there? So, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm here. There. I was just looking at my notes. Your notes? Yeah, my notes. I'd like to thank Big Rip for providing beer for me. If Josh lived here, he'd get beer, too. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank uh, the ice-cold tap water out of uh, my faucet. <laughs> providing my beverage for tonight. Very nice. Thank you very much. Faucet water. Appreciate it. I Get drink ripped it. at Big Rip. There it is. Oh, I really do like the uh, the little the little intro that we had though. Yeah, it sounds nice. good. Sounds good. Well done. Professional. Another thing that I made happen. Pro, pro work. Shit, right there. And I like it. It definitely is, yeah. No, it's very good. It's very well done. All right. Well, I tell you what. You guys, we're going to let you go. Wrap up the show here. You guys have a great weekend. And we will talk to you Tuesday morning with your latest edition of the news. Peace out.